All right, it's time for us to check in with this long list of stories of everything that's been going on in the United States this week. And Reggie Giacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent, joins us. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Okay, we're going to start with Title 42, because I keep hearing about this. What happened with this this week? Yeah, Title 42 uh, is big. Number one, uh, it is COVID-related. And as you know, has, was just mentioned a couple of minutes ago in the news, the COVID public health uh, emergency was just ended by the World Health Organization. And in, a coming couple, in, in the coming days, the United States is set to officially end all of its COVID mandates. That includes travel into the U.S. for unvaccinated people, but it also is going to lift Title 42. And that was a controversial measure put in place by the former president to stop people from coming into the United States through the Mexican border to seek asylum. More than two and a half million people have been denied or turned back. That doesn't mean people haven't been able to jump and get in. But with Title 42 ending, there is a concern that it's going to lead to a crush of uh, of migrants trying to cross into the United States with the acting commissioner of the Customs and Border Protection, uh, I believe it was last month, telling lawmakers that once the rollbacks are in place, 10,000 to maybe 30,000 people per day could start coming into the U.S. with more than half a million migrants already kind of lined up waiting, sleeping in the streets at the Mexican border. So what are they doing about that? So the administration uh, is gearing up. There are about 2,500 National Guard troops that are actively patrolling uh, the border. They are going to be dealing with it. They are going to be handling processing. 1,500 active duty military personnel will also be deployed to the border. They can't do anything um, in terms of law enforcement because the law doesn't let the military work on domestic soil, but they'll be in charge of uh, of administrative duties. They'll be in charge uh, of making sure that, you know, things are going smoothly. But this is leading to widespread calls from, especially within the Republican realms, uh, for an overhaul of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, Republicans believe that, that, you know, the secretary there and the administration has essentially dropped the ball here, uh, and they are, they're really ginning up their base of something terrible that's going to happen with the sheer number of people that are coming into the U.S. Wow, okay. And so that is expected, what, any day now? The troops are on their way? The troops are on their way, and then the rollbacks go in place at 11.59 p.m. on May 11th. So on May 12th, there are zero mandates in place, whether it's Title 42 or travel-based. This is essentially going to be a new country starting on the 12th. Wow. Okay. So we'll be talking to you about that next week for sure, Reggie. Uh, But let's uh, wrap up also what's been happening with the January 6th cases, because there were some big verdicts this week. There were some big verdicts, uh, and they were linked to uh, seditious conspiracy. This is a charge that is not thrown around very often in the United States. It's incredibly weighty. It has, you know, links back to uh, the Civil War. Very few people have ever found themselves tried and convicted on that. But here we are now with several more to go along with about a dozen that have been laid since January 6th. This was against four members of the Proud Boys, including uh, the ringleader, uh, of the, or at least the former leader uh, of the Proud Boys. Uh, these all stemming from January 6th. This was seven days of jury deliberations. There were dozens of charges that were uh, eventually filed uh, and they were convicted on. Some were pushed aside and tossed out and, and the mistrial was declared on some. Uh, but this does show, at least to the U.S. government, uh, that they are on a track that they believe is going to result in some kind of accountability with the sedition here saying that this was a group of people intent on disrupting Congress, on disrupting active uh, duties of Congress, 
and an attempt to stop the government from being able to work. Right. And so you said you said it yourself, though, the seditious conspiracy charges are not often used, right? That was the challenge with this case. Yeah, not often used because it's not often that we see one or several people attempting to overthrow a state or the federal government, um, you know, and it's, it's a charge that that prosecutors ultimately don't want to have to lay because it, it risks, you know, crumbling a democracy that is the oldest uh, in the world when it comes to the U.S. Constitution. So for them to be able to say that, look, this is something that happened and for a jury to come back with a verdict, uh, essentially finding themselves in line with that. It helps lift the DOJ with their ongoing investigations to say, look, you know, there are potentials here for other charges like this to be laid. And, you know, the Proud Boy leader himself saying, I'm potentially just a stepping stone here as they try to make their way into the, you know, sphere or orbit of those that were around the former president at the time. Okay, that one is so interesting. Now, I also want to ask you about uh, the international kind of repercussions of what was looked like a drone attack on the Kremlin kind of citadel. I know there's been a lot of the video on this has really been kind of passed around online. And so Russia is blaming the United States for this? Yeah, a couple of things on this. If you look at the video closely, it was clearly taken from inside of an office because you can see lights on in the office. So the question is, why was somebody filming this at, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning uh, in the middle of the night in, in Russia? Moscow is saying the Kremlin is saying that this was a direct attack. This was an attempt to potentially assassinate Russian President Vladimir Putin. They've offered no credible uh, reasoning for that or anything to back up their claims. They initially said that this was done at the hands of Kiev. They've now extended that to say that this was directed by Washington, the National Security Council saying, look, that's nothing but a bunch of lies coming from uh, the talking heads within the Kremlin, that the U.S. wasn't behind this, that they've told Ukraine not to attack within Russian territory because that could potentially lead to things uh, getting worse. So we don't actually know what the what the, you know. Uh, or how this at least happened, the bigger question is, is this being used? Will this be used in some form of false flag operation or some form of pretext to unleash some new horror in Ukraine ahead of what is expected to be a spring offensive? Okay, more on that one. Now, it wouldn't be a a check-in with you on a Friday, Reggie, without asking you about the Murdoch murder scandal, because this story just keeps on going, even though Alex Murdoch is in jail. He's in jail. uh, And the story, you know, realistically has been, you know, put to pasture. Very few people um, are actually talking about it anymore, except some of the episodic um, uh, podcasters. But the fact that, you know, that the new information is coming forward and this one having to do with the death of the housekeeper, which, you know, Murdoch had said was, you know, due to dogs tripping the housekeeper. She fell, hit her head. Yeah, tripped going down the stairs or whatever it was he said. Yeah, and died. And now information has come out that this was not how it happened. And this was essentially the facts were made up. Dogs weren't involved. And it was a way to scheme the insurance company to try and get, you know, whatever kind of money uh, would be coming from her death for the family. The family ultimately saying, look, you know, we didn't know anything about this. So now they're going to try and sue or in the process of trying to sue Alex Murdoch. This this is a story that, you know, the further you dig, the more questions come up uh, and and the more it keeps this man in the headlines with other questions of, you know, what potentially could be next and who else is going to get dragged into this web of lies that he's created. That is crazy. The whole thing about changing his story on how the housekeeper died. Like I've been following this. I've watched so many shows on this. It is nuts. The whole story is nuts. Uh, We also have not had a chance to talk about the shocking firing of Tucker Carlson from Fox News and kind of what the repercussions have been on that. 
Well, I mean, I, the, the the repercussions are if you say racist things, there is a real chance that you are going to find yourself out of a job very quickly uh, and, and out of millions and millions and millions of dollars. And this is what we are now finding out. Tucker Carlson's tweets to a producer uh, that had to do with uh, an attack on, uh, you know, what he called a member of Antifa by three men uh, or at least a group of men. And in his tweet, he was saying this isn't how white men fight. Uh, and, and that really it's a redacted. It was redacted in the, the Dominion lawsuit. Uh, but that was what really started to ruffle the feathers within Fox uh, leadership, uh, that the things that he was saying quietly out loud on his show were being said vocally out loud in text messages to employees. And ultimately, you know, it was what one of a number of things led to his ouster. Um, you know, here Fox News is now taking a bit of a of a spanking from some of the uh, viewers who b- don't believe that Tucker should have been let go. But but ultimately, this is a man, um, you know, who who dug his own hole based on the the opinions that he was trying to put out on his opinion show and thought that he was not going to get i thought he was untouchable which my in my experience every time you think you're untouchable doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing they're going to come for you and the former president uh, is is a classic example of that just because you think that you have some kind of power doesn't mean you have it just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you have it and when you say things that can get you in trouble this is now proof that the things you say can get you in trouble no kidding all right thank you for that reggie thank you